1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com Wondery.
2: Tonight, a lone gunman goes on a shooting rampage in Prague, killing at least 14 people at a university. The Czech Republic now reeling from one of the worst mass shootings in the nation's history. In the chaos, students and faculty scrambled onto the roof to escape the shooter. Now this might be the hardest part of our day right now, just getting to the shuttle. Millions taking to the roads and skies ahead of the holiday weekend, facing wet weather out west. Rudy Giuliani files for bankruptcy just days after a jury says he has to pay nearly 150 million dollars. In tonight's Eye on America, we'll tell you about the AI program that's helping airports track down your lost items.
3: Once we find that item for them, they will be like so happy.
2: And the Santa sightings have begun. Visiting children and newborns and even taking the Christmas spirit underwater. Merry
4: Christmas!
2: Good evening, I'm Margaret Brennan, in tonight for Nora O'Donnell. An intense storm is slamming the West, impacting holiday travel, and we'll get to it in a moment. But we begin in Central Europe with a rare, deadly mass shooting on a university campus. At least 14 people were killed and 25 others wounded when a lone gunman opened fire from the roof of a building at Charles University in Prague. That is the capital city of the Czech Republic. Police say they later found the body of the gunman, a 24-year-old student, at that school. And this happened in the heart of historic Prague. Police say there's no indication of any political or terrorism motive for today's attack. CBS's Elaine Cobb leads off our coverage tonight.
5: Shots fired. And chaos erupted mid-afternoon at Charles University in central Prague. Panicked students and faculty ran for their lives. Police say the suspected shooter was a 24-year-old student. He took aim from a campus rooftop. Sergei Medvedev was giving a lecture when the shooting began.
6: We barricaded the door. We put all the you know desks uh, against the door.
5: Students were warned to stay put. While some desperately took cover on a ledge, others jumped to safety. Police say at least 14 people were killed and 25 injured. Tell me, what did you see?
7: Yeah, we had the, the sirens, like four or five gunshots that were very loud. People screaming, people running for cover. Joseph
5: Highland and college friends visiting from England were nearby as the attack unfolded. They stayed with Harry Cranston, who is on crutches.
6: It's probably one of the most frightening experiences I will ever have.
5: Video posted on social media appears to show the gunman firing atop a building in a busy historic area filled with tourists and shoppers. SWAT teams were on site within minutes, sealing off the area and evacuating buildings. A short time later, authorities say they found the shooter dead, with a large quantity of ammunition beside him. The interior minister said the death toll could have been much higher. Earlier in the day, the gunman's father was found dead, prompting a search for the student. Police received a tip that he wanted to take his own life and was heading to the capital. Several European countries have increased security in recent weeks following a spate of attacks. Here in France, the threat alert has been raised to the highest level after a knife attack at a school two months ago. Margaret?
2: Elaine Cobb, thank you. And there are elevated security threats here at home. U.S. officials are on heightened alert for individual attackers posing potential threats at large-scale gatherings like New Year's events. CBS's Katherine Harridge has more on this alert and what authorities are looking out for.
4: The attack in Prague by a lone shooter is deepening concern among American law enforcement, already facing escalating threats here at home. Tom Wark is a former senior Homeland Security official.
8: Uh, this is precisely the kind of threat. Uh, that keeps the FBI and Homeland Security awake at night.
4: A recent law enforcement bulletin obtained by CBS News warns the threat of violence by lone actors is likely heightened through the winter months, including seasonal holidays and New Year's Eve. Inspired by the Israel-Hamas war, or driven by racial and ethnic grievances here at home, the bulletin warns lone actors may seek to launch opportunistic attacks on public gatherings using simple weapons, including firearms, knives, or vehicles. In recent Capitol Hill testimony, FBI Director Christopher Wray delivered a blunt warning.
0: Right I've never seen a time where all the threats, or so many of the threats, are all elevated, all at exactly the same time. I see blinking lights everywhere I turn.
4: Compounding the challenge for law enforcement, more than 400 hoax bomb threats to Jewish institutions last weekend alone. Warwick says all threats have to be taken seriously.
8: It's very clear to me that this is not just smoke. There are actual brush fires out there that the FBI is alerting us to that Homeland Security wants people to be aware of.
4: According to an FBI memo, the hoax bomb threats appear to be coordinated and the work of a group outside the U.S. for law enforcement. This is a known nonviolent tactic that can be used to disrupt religious services
2: and intimidate Margaret. Catherine Harridge tonight in Washington. Nearly 28 million people in California and Arizona are under flood watches tonight as a major storm system pounds the West with heavy rain. Communities in Ventura County, just north of Los Angeles, are among the hardest hit. CBS's Jeff Nguyen is there.
8: California getting pounded.
2: It was awful. It was a nightmare. It was pouring cats and dogs. Everything was flooded.
8: The latest storm dropping torrential rain north of Los Angeles. Parts of Ventura County receiving more than three inches in one hour. Water quickly filling streets so fast that some could only escape with help from Good Samaritans. Dozens were pulled to safety. Those trapped in their cars and in their homes. One of the hardest-hit areas, this community of adult residents 55 and over in the city of Port Wainimi It was just flowing in. Sandy Ozolan's woke up to water rising up. This is what she saw. It just keeps coming in. Everything is toast. Ozolan's home, one of several, flooded out. So what were you thinking when you were recording that video?
2: I almost don't have words because I've never seen anything like that. I don't live in a state where or an area that I think would have flooding. I was just in shock.
8: The impact of the storm, the latest in a series, hitting the West Coast, hampering the holiday getaway or those doing last-minute shopping. And at this mall just south of L.A., officials say heavy planters saturated by rainwater caused this parking garage to partially collapse. No one was injured. The water level in this neighborhood was so high it caused a number of garage doors to buckle and even forced the frame on this one to pop out. Scientists say this was an extremely rare rainfall event for this region. Margaret?
2: Well, let's find out when that rain will let up and get the Christmas forecast from meteorologist Mike Bettis with our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike.
0: Margaret, good evening. The storm we've been contending with in California sticks around for another day, now potentially producing flooding in L.A., in San Diego, extending over into Phoenix and eventually over to Albuquerque as well. From there, it helps produce significant snow across the mountains as well as the plains. Almost a guarantee leading up to Christmas that we actually get snow for the holiday. But for many people, it would be very warm forecast going into Christmas. In fact, a lot of us end up getting rain out of that storm. The snow stays put in the plains, but from Chicago to Atlanta to the Northeast... To Florida. All these locations see rain. And one of the big reasons is temperatures incredibly warm. About 200 million Americans through the holidays see temperatures well above average, Margaret, meaning that White Christmas has to wait
8: another year.
2: Mike, thank you. More than 115 million Americans are expected to be on the move over the holidays, packing the nation's roads and airports, with today projected to be the busiest day for air travel. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has more on the travel rush.
3: A Southern California soaking turned holiday travel into anything but a treat Thursday. As rain poured, Sarah Barrett and daughter Kennedy made the 60-mile drive from Ventura to LAX nearly six hours before their flight to snowy Cleveland.
8: This might be the hardest part of our day right now, just getting to the shuttle. So we're hoping for smooth play and...
0: Everything on time. So far it is.
3: The nation's airlines expect more than 39 million flyers to travel during this two-week stretch, up 16 percent from last year.
1: See, yeah, I don't like flying, and it's very crazy during Christmas season. Since
3: Sunday's storm brought flooding to the Northeast, flyers have encountered close to 20,000 delays, but cancellations have remained limited. We think it's going to be another record. United
0: CEO Scott Kirby. We had the best operational performance both at United and for the airline industry at large over over the Thanksgiving holiday. Unless there's really bad weather, we'll have another strong operation uh, over the uh, Christmas holidays as well.
3: Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says his office is closely tracking airline performance. How are you feeling about the state of the aviation system going into Christmas and New Year's. So far this year, we've seen dramatically improved results compared to a year ago. But the results on the roads may be less stellar for some of the nearly 104 million expected to drive this year, battling weather and traffic.
9: It's traffic. (laughs) It's traffic. You know, what can you say?
3: As the storm moves east, it's going to move through several major airline hub cities. So the carriers are watching it closely, but so far cautiously optimistic it won't be a storm that steals people's Christmas. Still, it'll be happening right as the peak of travel is going on. So
2: the stakes are high. Margaret. Indeed. Chris Van Cleave, Thank you. Well, former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani filed for bankruptcy protection today under the weight of having to pay nearly one hundred and fifty million dollars for defaming Georgia election workers. CBS's Robert Costa is here with the details Bob.
6: Good evening, Margaret. Rudy Giuliani is now confronting a reckoning legally and financially over his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The bankruptcy filing states he owes creditors nearly $152 million, a large part of which includes $146 million owed in a defamation case brought by two former Georgia election workers. Yesterday, the judge in the case ordered Giuliani to pay Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss immediately, concerned Giuliani might, quote, conceal his assets. Giuliani's spokesman says the bankruptcy filing will allow Giuliani time to pursue an appeal. An attorney for Freeman and Moss said Giuliani's move will not succeed in discharging Mr. Giuliani's debt. For an American once honored as Time's Person of the Year, bankruptcy is a prism into the mounting challenges facing him and other top allies of former President Donald Trump in Georgia.
2: Uh, the special counsel recently went to the Supreme Court and said on an expedited basis, weigh in on this question of presidential immunity when will we hear that decision?
6: Margaret, we expect the Supreme Court to move sooner rather than later in the immunity question facing former President Donald Trump, as well as the question of his ballot status in Colorado following that ruling by the state Supreme Court. It really brings the Supreme Court front and center into the 2024 campaign.
2: Bob Costa, you'll be busy. Thank you. Well, President Biden is sending top officials, including the Secretaries of State and Homeland Security, to meet with Mexico's president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, in the coming days about this worsening migrant crisis along the southern border. More than 10,000 migrants a day have been processed every day this week along that U.S.-Mexico border, according to data obtained by CBS News. Ten Americans and a notorious U.S. fugitive released in a prisoner exchange with Venezuela are back on U.S. soil after arriving overnight in Texas and Florida. Today, Leonard Francis, known as Fat Leonard, returned to a U.S. courtroom. In 2015, he pleaded guilty to bribing high-ranking U.S. Navy officers. He was under house arrest and awaiting sentencing in San Diego when authorities say he cut off his ankle monitor and escaped to Venezuela last year. Attempts to broker another hostage release are at a standstill. Israel has vowed to bombard Gaza until Hamas is wiped out, and Hamas insists no hostages will be released without a complete stop to the war. Tonight, CBS's Imtia Tayyib shows us how some of the sick and wounded in Gaza were airlifted from that war zone.
10: It's a hospital like no other. A Boeing 777. (laughs) To collect and care for Gaza's most desperate. And the need is desperate. According to the WHO, after just 11 weeks of war, only nine out of Gaza's 36 hospitals are just barely functioning. But these ambulances are a glimmer of hope. On board are the dozens of patients, some so sick, a cargo lift had to be used to get them on board. On the flight, we met little Fatina, who still manages a smile for doctors despite a crushed pelvis from an Israeli airstrike. What do you want the world to know about Gaza? I I only ask the world for a ceasefire, she says. As other patients board the Mercy flight, some of the smallest can't help but be amazed at their new surroundings. All here are so grateful to be safe. But amid the relief, exhaustion, some so sick They deteriorate right before our eyes. In total, 132 Palestinians were allowed on this six-mercy mission operated by the UAE. Near the back of the plane, we met Isra. Three of her five children were killed in an Israeli strike. She's accompanying her two surviving kids and three others, badly injured and orphaned. But the memory of her dead children, including twin daughter Naveen, still haunts her. She always said to me that I am the moon. I'm like the moon. My name is the moon, and she was really moon. Just one of the so many killed in Gaza since the war started. Imbiazheb, CBS News, Jerusalem.
2: There's a major recall impacting millions of Hondas and Acuras. What you need to know is next.
9: Terms apply.
2: There's breaking news from Washington State. Three Tacoma police officers were found not guilty today in the death of Manuel Ellis, a black man who died in police custody in 2020. The officers were accused of choking and shocking Ellis, holding him face down while he told them he could not breathe. Defense attorneys argued that Ellis died from a lethal amount of drugs in his system and not from excessive force used by the officers. Honda is recalling more than two and a half million vehicles in the U.S. over a fuel pump defect. The recall impacts 2017 through 2020 models, including Accords and Odysseys. Honda says the defect can lead to engine failure or cause stalling while driving. Recall also includes seven Acura models. And we have important news for holiday travelers about lost luggage. That's next. Just in time for the holiday travel rush, we want to tell you about an artificial intelligence program that's being used to track down lost luggage faster. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Omar Villafranca shows us how it works.
7: Mika Sabu and a team of specialists patrol the busy terminals at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Their job? So do you have any items for the lost and found? To pick up precious cargo left behind by passengers and bring it back to the lost and found. Once we find that item for them, they will be like so happy. In a typical year at DFW Airport, more than 18,000 items are reported lost. But with the help of artificial intelligence, around 90 percent of the lost items found are returned to their owners. Thank you. You have a great day. Here's how it works. A person has to include details about the missing object. The AI software then tries to match the item details with pictures and descriptions of things that were found. Once it's a confirmed match, it's shipped back to the owner. Jewelry,
1: uh, watches.
7: Wow. Shima Fadul runs daily operations at the Lost and Found and says by looking for distinguishing marks, like stickers or serial numbers, AI can help find anything.
1: So uh, the serial number is right here, and I'm just going to go ahead and type it down. And this airport was found in Terminal E33.
7: So far this year... Her team found nearly 600 rings, more than 400 watches, including seven Rolexes, all left behind by their owners. I do think that's it. Like this couple who came back for their daughter's iPad.
2: Here is the charger.
7: Perfect. Fadul says one of the most valuable things that her team found was a wedding dress that was returned just 24 hours before the bride's big day. A real problem solved with artificial intelligence. For Eye on America, Omar Villafranca, CBS News, DFW Airport.
2: And Santa Claus comes to town early. The sweet surprise visits are next.
9: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod
6: to 500-500. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with bite.
2: Finally, tonight, Santa got a jump start, spreading holiday cheer to some on the top of the nice list. Hello there. <laughs> Hello,
0: Merry Christmas.
2: The little boy was all smiles as he ran to greet Santa at a hospital in Brooklyn, New York. And in Richmond, Virginia, Santa visited babies in the NICU this week. He read to some of the hospital's tiniest patients and asked them what they wanted for Christmas. cute. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app